so hello hello okay I'm gonna slow it down take it a step at a time and let's start somewhere around something easier (laughs) so what's easier well (laughs) I was talking to my wife over the weekend and She was like, you know, I'm just going to give you one assignment. Because I was like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. How do you choose? How do you pick all these, all this jargon, extended testing? And, you know, how does that compare with me and my genetics and all these things, right? And then she's doing the OB um, round of clinicals right now. And so she's telling me all these things about... Um, the amniotic sac and the fluid she got to see a c-section and all these things and it sounded actually pretty cool but I digress (laughs) she said you have one assignment I'm good with assignments so what what is the assignment So, the assignment was to just simply (laughs) find a midwife. Um, Yes, a midwife. uh, Have nothing wrong with OBs or anything like that. Um, But I think that a midwife, considering possibly wanting to do a home birth, if not being at a birth center, um, is more my jam and my comfort level um or possibly kind of like a nurse practitioner uh midwife naturopathic person thing not thing but you know what i'm saying person doctor uh yeah now i just said (laughs) random shit um so um, let me explain a little bit of what I said, okay? Um, uh, yeah, so, sorry, I keep getting text messages. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll explain a little bit of that. So, let's start, well, let's start with naturopathic. Let's start there. Okay, so the assignment is to find a midwife, but let me explain some of the terms that I just used, okay? Um, So let's go with what you've probably heard of before um, and most likely already know, but OB or OBGYN um, is uh, an obstetrician gynecologist. Basically, uh, Dr. Obstetrics is a physician who delivers babies, okay? And a gynecologist is a physician who specializes in treating diseases of the female reproductive system. Basically, they know a lot about the bajays. Um, and 
you know, if you have to go in for exams or checkups, things like that, pap smears, they're likely the ones to do it. Uh, not likely. They are the ones to do it. If someone else does it, um, run. <laughs> and then, let's see, I also said midwife. Just really layman's terms. They're a person uh, trained to assist women in childbirth. Um, they're actually nurses. Um, to be a midwife, now you must be a nurse. Um, they're distinctly different from an obstetrician. Um, they've, they overlap in the fact that they both help give help women through pregnancy and labor. Um, midwives, though, are trained specifically to deal with low-risk pregnancies. So if something goes wrong, then you have to go to a doctor, basically. You know, if something becomes high-risk or an issue, um, there's all kinds of issues, and I won't go into that because I'm really trying to stay away from some of the negative. Um, but yeah, so that's a midwife. They help with low-risk pregnancies, um, they help you give birth, and they're basically a nurse that specializes in, in, uh, baby-making and labor. And I also used naturopathic. So naturopathic, um, are usually doctors, uh, but here in Arizona you can also be an NP and be naturopathic and have your own practice, much like a doctor, whole other story um but they are educated and trained in accredited naturopathic medical colleges they diagnose prevent and treat acute and chronic illnesses to restore and establish optimal health by supporting the person's inherent self-healing process what this means is they're kind of well they're basically an herbalist but with um in uh, i think it's an nd as in naturopathic doctor um uh, yeah, they're NDs. Um, so they basically, they start with someone who's a naturopathic doctor. You can be both. You can be naturopathic and just a regular MD as well. Uh, you can start with the herbalism and go into more natural, uh, situations and then head on over to, um, the man-made medicine is typically how that goes. So for me, um, naturopathic is really important to me. My wife is a licensed and trained herbalist. Um, so, and I only, and we both only really prescribe to, um, more natural, um, ways of healing, um, uh, call it kicking it old school, um, call it witchery, call it folksy. Uh, call it spiritual, call it new age, but either way, we like to keep it from the earth, basically. Um, though I know you're probably like, but she's, she's, you know, going to be a registered nurse and how does that work? Well, I mean, I feel like it takes, I feel like it's best to know both sides. And that's why I'm open to someone who's like a nurse practitioner, who is also a, a naturopathic, um, nurse or midwife, um, because one, you never know what the fuck life will bring you. And two, it, you know, it's like, I have the best of both worlds.
it's important for me to um, stay as as uh, as I I lean naturally more away from your typical medicine uh, always have and I think it's a lot in the way that I was raised Um, and also just you know I don't know maybe it's a post-traumatic from my own birth, uh, which I don't have conscious memory of, but you know, there's subconscious energy holdings and whatnot. Um, and I feel like low key, high key, that could be it. Um, but I, I honestly, just in my own life experience with hospitals and doctors and the energy, I just really don't appreciate it. Um, I just feel like to each their own, of course, you know, some, everyone's different at different levels with their involvement with, you know, your regular typical MDs and hospitals and doctor's offices, things like that. Um, it's just not my vibe. You know, watching my best friend give birth in the hospital now, that was an experience. Um, it's definitely not like television, though her birth was, her pregnancy was low risk. Um, there was some distress there, uh, through the night, you know, she caught a fever, things like that. Um, but she wanted to have, uh, a doula and at least, you know, have like, if she was going to be in the hospital, she wanted like the mirror to be able to see what was going on. But I don't see how you could pay attention to all of that when you've got the whole mental thing going on, too. And, you know, seeing the physical, you know, I feel like her eyes were closed more than they were open. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> In terms of pushing and going through labor um, and laboring, I should say. That's the proper way to say it. Um, but, yeah, the it wasn't like crazy. There were some students and things like that in there uh because it was like a learning moment um which was kind of cool but there is there is uh a rushing kind of feeling to it um there is that standing room only surrounded by onlookers kind of vibe to it as opposed to just your your OB and a nurse and a friend or something, um, you're very much so on display. And myself personally, I don't really mind being on display. Um, I don't, I, I just, the energy of the back and forth and all the machines and the wires and I mean it was just a lot now I do know um you know like I've seen pictures or the very few pictures that I have of myself as a baby uh I was born four and a half was four and a half months premature and I was a pound and 13 ounces um and you know I still have scars from 
from all the wires and things like that or ivs and whatnot wires <laughs> this was not frankenstein's laboratory um but ivs and things like that um on me and always have all my life you know it's just what it looks like to me what my skin looks like or my feet or my arms like that's just is what it is and you know seeing her um all dressed up if you will um was really jarring um and monitoring everything you know uh like the other day I was talking to her about it and she was like yeah because at one point I was there with her cousin but I was there for a very 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 long time just she and I and some nature music (laughs) on my phone um and at one point when they were in distress and her cousin was there um you know we were whispering back and forth and she couldn't really quite understand what we were saying which was the point um but the machines kind of make you crazy a little bit um I know she wasn't paying attention to any of that but I feel like me being myself I I don't know um I I don't know if I would or wouldn't I, I I don't know but as an onlooker paying attention to the fluctuations and the spikes and nurses coming in to check to see if she's okay because they know what those things mean it just felt kind of scary actually because it was very scary and it's like you're trying not to freak her out you know but um yeah so my assignment is to find a midwife um I say all of that to say that and that um I've started from square one logging into my uh insurance provider's website um and going from there though it's decidedly a lot harder than I thought it would be a lot harder uh I thought I would just log in search for and see all these things like like you do when you're looking for a doctor or a dentist and you put in midwife and it's like womp womp and then <laughs> I'm going through Yelp looking at reviews and uh that doc I think it's doctor grades or something like that um another reviewing site uh for them um and just trying to see where they like work where they are um cause I've been like hardcore inhaling um and swallowing down some tips on how to find your doctor or midwife um and so what I've gained from that um it basically goes a little bit like this so when it comes to finding a provider because I've yet to find one yet but you want to make sure that a you're covered under your insurance in terms of however many kind of visits you want like knowing all the ins and outs of your insurance in general but also seeing that they're in your network that's very important because you don't want to end up getting bills that you can't afford babies are expensive enough right and if we're going this way which of course we are with the buying sperm and you know freezing vials and whatnot you know you want to kind of keep the cost down as much as possible so definitely make sure that they're in your network also like I said I was looking at reviews 
just like you would to go to that new Chinese place in town or new soul food place, vegan restaurant, what have you, go to your reviewing websites. Um, because you just got to see and you got to see the average of what people say, uh, not just the the two extremes of really negative and really positive, all the middle of the road stuff, you know. Uh, and I feel like it's also important to know, um, where they have, what is it called? Permissions at, I guess, or, uh, what's the term? Basically the hospital they're affiliated with, because if anything does happen, you want to know where you're going. Privileges. That's what it is. Um, you want to know where their privileges are because their they their office where they work could be close by, but the hospital they have privileges at, where you would have to go if you wanted them to be the OB that helps you or the midwife that helps you, you'd have to go to that hospital. And that hospital could be twenty miles away, and laboring and going twenty miles away, I feel like is incredibly uncomfortable. So there's that. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely see if they're in your network check out their reviews, take into account the middle of the road, the high ground, the low ground, um, and also their privileges, their hospital privileges. And then also, um, you have to um, look at their cesarean rate and vaginal birth rate. Like if you're looking at doctors and things like that, um, I feel like every person, I feel like for me, I am going to have a doctor at the ready as well as a midwife because you never know what could happen right life um but they say to look at that because if you're wanting a vaginal birth you don't want to go to someone who 85 percent of their patients are cesarean because most likely you're gonna have a cesarean that kind of deal um which totally makes sense but i didn't even think to think of that uh initially it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, you're, st- duh, you know? Um, <laughs> so I think that is a good place to be where you can really ideally find, you know, and I, I want to have a list of at least five to 10 um, midwives and doctors. And, you know, you can call them up and say that you're, you know, you're shopping for, um, a caregiver doctor situation and um go from there and kind of have like a meet and greet kind of deal uh in much the same way you'll do if you're trying to figure out birthing centers um whether or not you want to have a birthing center at a hospital or at a birthing center or if you want to inflate your tub and do it at ho- inflate a tub and do it at home um all those different options um and that's also where the baby budget comes in one of these episodes i will definitely speak really at length on the baby budget but it just seems to be more and more is coming up and so when i really tighten it up and figure out what's what then we'll go from there It's basically like, I don't, you know, not everyone's married, um, but think of event planning or wedding planning or 
planning your birthday party or something like that, right? You want to make sure all your ducks are in a row. If you're planning a wedding, you want to make sure you have, if you want one, a DJ, a photographer, an officiant, um, a venue, a place to do the thing. Um, Of course, and then you want like your smaller things like a dress or a tux, two tuxes, two dresses, Um, shoes, right? Hair, makeup, possibly doing it yourself, DIY, you know, flowers, no flowers, uh, balloons, no balloons, that kind of vibe. So it's it's the same way in finding all the players in ducks for your ideal birthing experience. You know, you want a midwife, you want a doctor, do you want to be in a schmancy uh, birthing center somewhere in, I don't know, Scottsdale or something? Do you want to be within five minutes of your home at a birthing center in a cute little historic home downtown somewhere? Or do you want to be at a hospital birthing center? Do you want to fancy your hospital birthing center with bath as an option or just your regular run-of-the-mill bed? Um, are, you know, are you going to be doing hypnobirthing? Are you going to do the tutorials online and pay that? Or are you going to go see a a, a trained birth educator. You know, are you going to have Lamaze classes? You know, um, are you going to have a doctor? Are you going to have an OB? Are you going to factor in those visits? Are you going to have a straight up regular ass hospital birth? You know, however you want to swing it. You have to have all the players and ducks in a row. So, uh, yeah, so it's just about finding all the different players um, and the ideals. Uh, so that's where I'm at, trying to find a midwife. And, like, where's the Nona down the street with, you know, the scarf around her head and an apron around her waist? Like, please, where are you? Because, and be in my network. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. And I feel calmer. I don't feel as overwhelmed, um, you know, my head just starts swimming with things, right? Our heads swim sometimes. And if you're anything like me, it's not sometimes, it's like all the time. Um, and you just gotta take a step back. And that's also where in this process, part of finding your, your ideal birth team, if you will, and places and things and whatnot is also dialing into your tribe, you know, a bosom buddy, a good friend, um, why did I say bosom buddy? Oh my gosh. Isn't that like a Tom Hanks movie? Um, anyway. Yeah. You want to dial into your tribe, your circle, your aces, you know, when you go way back, when you go way back with, you know, um, the people that you feel you can rely on, whether or not you have a partner and that's that person, or you have a partner and a best friend and a best best friend, and, you know, not like we weigh people by things like that. No, 
not at all, but <laughs> sarcasm sometimes I do because I'm just a categorizing, compartmentalizing kind of gal. Um, but you want to make sure you have that in order too, because, you know, we can be overwhelmed. We can overwhelm our partners or those people that are eight, that are our aces that are by our side. That'll be at the birthing classes, things like that. Have at least an, a couple, uh, wild cards out there that you can still call that, that can still be your aces. That can still be right there next to you, whether it's physically a shoulder to cry on or just someone to vent to. Because this is a a big change, you know. Um, it's a it's a it's a shifting of gears. So honor that, and respect that, and don't forget to honor yourself and your feelings, because those are important too. Even if your feelings are really fucking ridiculous. that it's okay to have ridiculous feelings you know when I was planning my wedding I mean I had a a day of coordinator which means someone basically takes all of the stuff you've been planning for the past year and makes sure it all comes together the exact way you envisioned it without any issue and if the cake is sliding off the platform you'll never know about it and if it someone falls on the dance floor you probably won't even notice it like they are the cleaners <laughs> of your day and there are so many times during that process when it was just me myself and my partner who you know she gave you know her opinions on things she I wanted her to be hands-on and she was hands-on and um kind of annoying sometimes and I'm expecting her to be completely annoying during this whole thing um and that's cool too, you know, because I love her and we annoy each other and we're different and we're the same and we're mostly different. So we mostly get in each other's nerves with all the love in the world. So um, I had a hard time of uh, during our wedding planning and honoring my feelings at different times. And I got to the point where I was towards, we were like, I started apologizing to friends like hey I know I've been crazy boom bam bing sorry love you um or I've just been really overwhelmed you know with everything because there's a lot of changes that we had going on during the year of our wedding uh contending with family which from the first episode I said no one showed up except for one cool um dealing with that and dealing with job stuff you know uh my wife was going to school full-time because I was like hey quit your job and go to school I got this and then she got a part-timer once she got certified as a nursing assistant um and then I was laid off two months before our wedding uh and it was so it was a lot of things there's a lot of feelings and a lot of times that I had to check myself and just take a moment to breathe, taking it one step, one bullet point on the to-do list at a time. And this is no different, but it's incredibly different 
so different. Uh, bringing life into the world and planning that. And the planning part is, I feel like, the overwhelming part. Like anything that you're planning and that you allot time for and that, you know, there's a lot of things. And if you're like me and a perfectionist and kind of anal and don't want people to take over certain things and you have a whole vision, you have to realize, too, that the vision may not happen at all. And I'm sure you're saying, oh, but how are you going to do that and be negative and say it's not going to happen and, and that, you know, my doula and midwife aren't going to be catching the baby from across the room and that I'm not going to have the incense burning and, you know, the, the wave machine on and all this other kind of bullshit. Listen, listen, if you have a solid, perfect day, three things went wrong that day. Like, let's be real. You know, in life, there is no 100% guarantee. There is no absolutely, positively glorious, no issue kind of situation. It's not. You know, I learned that with the wedding where it's like you think all these people really care about you. And it turns out they do, but just not as much as you thought. Right? They don't take it as seriously because it's not what they think or believe a union to be because we don't all think the same you don't want what I want I you know what I mean you may want to go to the doctor I want to go to a midwife and have herbs and berries okay um and that and that's just how I see it but I've learned to curb my expectations a lot uh in terms of what can happen and what I want to happen because what you want to happen is fantastic. I think it's a great foundation. You should definitely know what you absolutely want to happen and how you want things to go. And I feel like you should have a plan A and a plan B. It's like the wedding. We'd initially invited 65 people. I know they say half comes and about half showed up which was fantastic because the original plan was to be outside because it was over the limit for the inside but because only half the people came we got to be inside which was secretly but not so secretly what I wanted you know you don't plan for not having your most important family members there and then you look out at your reception and you see your chosen family, all of them, and all the love. It wasn't what I expected, but it's definitely just the most beautiful thing. You know, I started the day, I started my wedding day off really stressed out. Well, not when I first woke up and like luxuriated and wore the masks and took my shower and had a whole huge suite to myself. It was fantastic. But then my wife was calling me. And at first it was nice. She texted me cute little things. The sun was barely coming up. And it was nice. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're getting married. Woo. And then it was like, I can't find my watch. Where's my watch? I don't know where my cologne is. Where's my cologne? I can't find my, my, my cufflinks. You know, where did I put them? And it's like, I'm not home. I'm not there. I can't run your life. And you know what? She didn't have a watch. I don't think she had cufflinks. No, I think maybe her friend let her borrow some cufflinks. And um, I don't, 
she did have cologne. She did finally find her cologne. So, you know, and then the makeup people came and um, the photographers came and they were all kind of like, they were finished with us, but waiting for my wife and her friends to like be around so they could go do that and we could go sneak over to the venue and it was all these things. And then... You know, I was stressing out a little bit. And my, my day of coriander, she came to me and, and she said, it's all mine. Exhale, it's all mine. And that's what this process is about. It's a team effort. Have, have a, tri- lean on your tribe. Because finding this midwife is not stressing me out yet. But it's harder than I thought. So I have to lean. excuse me I have to lean but I'm okay with leaning I can exhale and open my palm so someone else can hold my hand and walk me through it a little bit knowing that they've got me that I can trust that they have me And for those of you who don't have birth partners, who are their own shoulder and handhold, we're all MVPs. But you might be the realest one, like, on some real shit. But lean on a doctor, your midwife, someone, if you need to. Call a helpline. Send me a message. You know, this is this is a community. And we're all just going to take it one step. One day at a time. Like Whitney Houston said. That's all I have to say about that. Love and light to everyone and a great big hug. Till next time.